shot. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Welcome back to another West Coast Off-Road Podcast today. Uh, we're going to be going over the SCORE International 250 and the NGPC Big 6 29 Palms round four out at 29 Palms. First off, foremost, Baja Brown presenting uh, sponsors today. Uh, if you guys are traveling to Baja, make sure you guys uh, get your Baja Bound insurance. Go on to BajaBound.com. Easy to do. Set it up. You just type in your information and you get a quote today or you just have insurance the same day. So Baja Brown presenting the Belknaps in studio today. Jeff and Tyler Belknap. These guys. Okay, I got a little story about this kid, Tyler, real quick. Well, I actually got a story about Tyler and Jeff. So Jeff Belknap one day hits me up on Instagram and he's all like, hey, dude, I really want you to work with my kid, Tyler. I think it would be really cool. You know, I've, I met Tyler when he was really young, but I didn't, you know, we didn't. We didn't really know each other yet. So here comes this little 14-year-old kid on a 125 that's way too big for him. But he's too big for an 85. And first day, I just put him out on the main track on the Milestone uh, MX track. And I don't even think he had – you had never ridden a, a main track, had you? No, I was a pretty much a vet track hero at that point. A vet track hero. So long story short, ends up being Tyler becomes a really good a good – He's like my little brother now at this point, and uh, it's turned into an awesome family atmosphere. And now you're in the Pro 2 class, and uh, you're enjoying your life as a dirt bike racer. Yeah, it's been pretty good so far. Sadly, had to meet you at one point in my life, but it's been all right so far, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in here for your friendship. I was in here for uh, El Jefe's friendship. But, Jeff, uh, you're the real racer in this family. Uh why don't you uh <laughs> why don't you give us a little in input on how you got him into racing and how you started out uh for me as a kid it was just uh having fun out in the desert and then uh as i got older i really didn't race until man i was probably almost 19 18 19 somewhere in there and just took up for the love of moto and just motoed and had some kids and did did some fun and then one day he was by the time of anything, he was like five years old and said, I want to race. So did some moto. And then as we met some friends, they were doing the uh, GP series. So it was all new to us and really exciting and had some fun with it. And Tyler just enjoyed doing that a lot more than actually doing the moto side or pure moto. Um, so we did that for you know several years and then ran across to you and your family and everybody. And um, that's when I decided Tyler needed to get some real help <laughs> away from me that only knew some bad habits. Uh, so met you and you started working with them and like you said it's been good ever since you helped them progress and you know we got a friendship and a family out of it so for us it's been it's been really good off-road's been good to us awesome yeah it's, it absolutely has and you guys have been a, you guys are the ideal uh, I would say the ideal family that comes out to an NGPC right um, you guys follow the series you bring the whole family out um, obviously when Ashley's around she comes out but uh, it's just kind of what this series brings, right? So it's just a really fun atmosphere, and you guys definitely feel that void for sure as that atmosphere and the fun joining the club. You're part of District 37 now. You're involved with the Big Six in District 37 now, Jeff. Um, Tyler obviously uh, got to put on the course this year at, um, or helped put the course on for Prairie Dog. So you guys have kind of stepped into that stone, and that kind of – kind of what district 37 brings it's a family atmosphere kind of thing it's really cool to see yeah for sure i mean you know notice the difference of being a moto side where a lot of people are to themselves a little bit more 
right. where they off-road people all lending hands. If you need a part, you need something, man, anybody around you will help you, which is what I thought was really cool and what really kept us, you know, motivated to keep doing it and enjoy doing it week in and week out. Right. Right. And that's just like the difference. Right. And, and it's awesome. That's what I love about what we do. And it's just, everyone's there to help out and everyone's ha having a good time, even though, uh, even though the pro race gets a little stressful, sometimes it's right. still fun to, uh, still fun to be out there. It's not like everyone's out to kill each other. Right. No, absolutely. When, you know, it's like any of us, we're all racers. And when the helmet goes on, we all want to win, you know, afterwards, everybody's there to have a good time. So it works out for it, us. It does. It, it definitely works out. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. You know, what's funny about this whole thing is like, I think out of your guys' whole family, I think, uh, uh, Shannon is the most competitive one out of all three of you or four of you guys. <laughs> the silent moto mom, if the, you would. <laughs> the silent moto mom, exactly. Hell, if we put a headset on her, she'd light you guys up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're right. <laughs> oh, God. Well, well, right on, guys. Well, I'm happy to have you guys here. Obviously, we'll get back, you know, into your guys' story as we go on with um, these races. So, um, so the, yeah, this, this weekend um, – Myself, Birch, and Rachel decided to go down and help Derek uh, Ossebauer, uh pit for the San Felipe 250. Uh, Jeff, your you you know your business side of things is huge as far as uh, race trucks go, right? You guys do uh, uh, transmission gears, or you want to explain that? Uh, we actually don't do the transmission gears. We actually do the differential gears. Differential. Um, yeah. So yeah, Rob Mack, um, quite a few. All the guys run our stuff. The company's called Motive Gear. Um, so yeah, we do have quite a few teams out there, um, different series. We did a lot of short course stuff for a long time. Um, so yeah, big involvement down there and, um, you know, just can't be everywhere at once. So <laughs> tires race took over charge. So we're after that and, you know, hopefully one of these years we'll get back down there and feel able to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So for everyone that like, doesn't know like what the score, uh, two fifty is, um, San Felipe is 250 miles of brutal ass sand whoops with rocks and I'm not exaggerating when I say um, the whole race is 250 miles of sand whoops and rocks like you've never seen before. Uh, this year they literally went with a course that they used in the previous years so the course was already hammered by the time they started it. Um, but one thing I do want to like kind of reiterate or, or bring up here is uh, they did a, a, a bike only course for like the last 60 miles. So um, they got to a certain point because they knew that the trucks were going to catch these bikes by the end of the race, which they did surprisingly. By the time we were all done at the finish line with Derek, you know, an hour and a half, let's say, the first truck came in and they started three and a half hours after these guys. Wow. And I, I and, and the, the race for the trophy trucks was cool to watch, but at the end of the day, we weren't there for those guys. They get enough publicity that publicity they don't need anymore. But uh, Luke McMillan ended up winning by like a minute and 30 seconds over Bryce Menzies, which was cool. Um, but we went down there for Derek. So Derek, Derek is a crazy, crazy bastard. Okay. Literally, the guy's crazy. He soloed this thing four times now in the pro class by himself. So he races it by himself. Um, I... Is, <laughs> the stupidity in my brain when I think about this, these whoops are huge and I'm not exaggerating when I say they're this big. Okay. So I don't know, they're four feet tall with rocks that are embedded in the ground that are squared up. And it's like that for 250 miles. And now San Felipe has been getting crazy because they want to do 300 miles. They're trying to make this race longer. Oh, really? And wow. then they came out saying that they want to make score the headquarters of San Felipe. So they want to start all the Baja races out of San Felipe. Oh, my 
That would be hectic. Oh, no, dude, it's crazy. And, like, you you can just see it in the room when they say that. Like, everyone's voice just goes, oh, shit. Like, really? Like, you guys just really want to kill us from the start. <laughs> you know what I mean? And So, um, basically, so just a quick briefing. I'm just going to touch on this a little bit because I'm not really here to talk about this international score international race. I really want to get to the big six race because there's a lot of cool things that happened at this last race. But um, we had a Bolivian uh, a racer. I, I think his name was Juan. Uh, oh, crap. I had his name written down here, but I don't. But I, he, he rode with American racers uh, Shane Logan and uh, Arturo Salas, who's a Mexican American. So, you, uh, Tyler, you know these kids both because they race in the Pro 250 class in your series. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool for your age group kind of winning this big race. This is their first go at a score race, too, and they win it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, racing with them in the States and stuff, and then kind of growing up watching all, like, Baja races and stuff and seeing kids that you know going out and winning it is, it's a pretty cool thing to watch, you know, and witness and realize that you're now part of the generation that's coming through. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Your generation is now starting to, to to fill the void. And pretty soon here, you're going to be seeing your guys start to fill that 450 void, which this is kind of a stepping stone for these two. Um, uh, one cool thing I do want to bring up is Arturo is the second Mexican native to win a Baja race, pro, open pro race. So Ivan Ramirez was the first, and now he is the second. Monkey, monkey business, I don't think, ever won a pro race. So that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's awesome for him. That's really cool. I'm a I'm a big fan of Arturo's because uh, his family's very they're committed to him, and you know committed to their family the whole thing. And so I, I get to talk to their dad every once in a while. So you know kudos to Arturo and uh, kudos to Shane. So a uh, quick little story about Shane. I saw him right before he got on the bike, and I told him I said, dude, you gotta respect Baja because it will bite you in the ass. So slow down a little bit. I told him like you got an eight minute lead already relax right yeah uh did you guys see the bike and the pictures yet no i haven't you haven't seen the bike or the pictures uh no i haven't seen much oh my god okay so uh fortunately shane is okay and and he's all good but uh dude homie homie went end over end on this bike uh yeah okay so this i gotta i this guy ate shit. Really? What section was he on? He ate shit in Matomi Wash. So Matomi Wash is a mile long from side to side. And then, I mean, side to side, but Matomi Wash is like 25 miles long. Yeah. So I told him, I said, hey, dude, be careful. Don't Make sure you race the lines you pre-ran during the week. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Like, I'm going to be careful, be careful. Well, he said he came out. I'll, I'll, I'll show you guys it later, but... Um, he said he came out around a bend of a truck line and these truck lines are huge, right? And he jumped just off the line. Yeah, go ahead and look it up. It's under his, it's on his, uh, his profile or one of them. It's on there, one over there. And he said he dropped off and there was a rock on the other side and he tagged a rock and he, he flipped. The seat was gone. The side panels were gone. Was visors gone. Visors hand gone. Hand guards dangling in the wind. So... That was a pretty aggressive crash for him, but he's okay. And then uh, uh, the Forex bike was close all day. And Ray Del Salio's on that bike with Jason Alosi. Um, obviously, Jeff, you you guys know uh, Ray. Right. Um, 
and they were just mediocre all day. They just kept the bike upright, which you sh- you need to do at San Felipe. But uh, yeah. Wow, is, is that the crash? crash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the bike. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. bike is demolished. Yeah, the bike is completely hammered. Oh, that's crazy. Thank yeah. God he walked away on that one. Or rode away, I guess you said. But somebody got a picture of the actual crash. Oh really? Like in the middle of the in the middle of the desert, someone was out there with a camera and got a picture of the crash. That's and it's just him skimming his head, skimming on the ground like oh, it, man. like it's gnarly. Um, Glad to hear you walked away from yeah. that one. That's coming ugly. So that could have been bad. It was pretty. It was pretty hectic. At one point, um, early in the race, actually, Derek had already caught up on time to them, and he it looked like he was actually going to make his way to the front. Homie missed gas number two spot for him. <laughs> Hey, when you're out there alone, it gets tiring, all right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, give him a break. <laughs> so he, he raced on uh, Gen 1 450X 75 miles, race miles, to his third pit to where we were at. He, he salvaged a pit 75 miles, or a fuel tank 75 miles. Wow. That's yeah. A- that's that's lucky right there. Homie took 3.2 gallons. <laughs> <laughs> Way to push it, Derek. Yeah. So, and he was sponsored uh, obviously by AHM. You know, Brandon Peterson and uh, Graydon Day were down there representing AHM, and they. I mean, I can tell you guys, they probably had over 15 bikes with AHM suspension. They were helping set up bikes, which is cool to see. Yeah, those yeah. guys are real good guys. They yeah. definitely have that. The Baja scene, it seems like, figured out with, you know, Colton's past and stuff down there and dudes like that. So they're good with those Gen 1 Xs, especially, as Derek would know and you know. Yeah, the Gen 1 X bike uh, uh, is the best bike to race in Baja. It definitely is the bike to be on. You don't need a very fast bike down there. Um, You just need a comfortable bike, and the Gen 1 bike is the best. the Gen 2 bike is just that can't handle the trophy truck whoops or the chop from the UTVs. It's just overall that bike is easier to ride. So Derek ended up um, losing two positions by the time he got back to us because he, as he says in the video, I'll have to show you this video. He goes, I had to put it in eco mode. <laughs> eco mode to get back. Oh boy, but um, he did good. He got third, uh, third open pro. Uh, race team came in second. Like I said, they didn't really have anything going on. It was just an easy day for them. Um, you know, that's where you need to be in these championship races because when it comes to the 500 and the thousand, that's the bikes. That's the races that actually matter for this series. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, you would know that too, as far as on the car side of things. You guys know as well as much. Those 500 and thousand races can determine your whole championship. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I mean, it's it's all about consistency and keeping a car together because the yeah. first time I've, I've done it once in a car, and man, I'll tell you, totally different than what I ever thought I would ever do. You know? <laughs> I mean, you're so used to a motorcycle race, which lasts an hour, and you know, here you are six, seven hours in on something that's pretty crazy and um, quite a roller coaster of a ride, at least for me it was. So, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that's really awesome. Um, I forgot that you actually did it one time. Yeah, I think that was 2008 range, somewhere right in there. 2008? Yeah, 2008, oh, wow. 2009, somewhere right in there. Wow, what? Just dated myself, I know. <laughs> I was gonna say, how, how, when was he born in 08 or? Oh. No, I was I was born in 02. Oh, eight, six, you were already six years old. Yeah. Shit, we you should have stayed down there, bro. <laughs> right. Come back for your teenage <laughs> years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's kind of how that went. Uh, 400X of uh, Justin Schultz and Ryan Liebelt. So get this, guys. This is great. 
the the night before I get down there, obviously we checked in with these guys and seeing what what's going on and and how they're doing. Well, uh, Shane Esposito didn't show up, and he was supposed to race on the 400x bike, but the, he didn't. They t he told them they were going to be there on Friday. This was Friday night, and he didn't show up. And then he's supposed to race on the 300x bike, which is their other bike. Well, <laughs> long story short, Lee Belt and Schultz had to split 250 miles. They had a, they had a race, uh, I think it was 80 miles a piece that they both didn't pre-run. They just rode it. Wow. And they still, I mean, they won by 35 minutes. At one point, they, were, they weren't in the lead at all. They were in like third. And then Justin got on the bike and, and, and made the pass, I think, for, for, for first and second. Or maybe just first. I forget. But uh, long story short, these guys obviously, are, I, to me, they're going to win the championship one more time. Just If they keep racing the way they are, um, they'll do good. The 300X bike, we got second. So, I mean, both their bikes are in contention. I think age and experience and wisdom kind of. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Those guys definitely know what they're doing. They got the experience down there. They stay hydrated with a lot of Coors Lights, so it's good for them. Dude, I, those guys literally know how to party. At the end of the race, it was game on. It was just crank, crank, crank. Well, Justin went home, but um, everyone else stayed back. I heard there were some talks. It's at, we'll see if they uh, listen to this, but I heard there were some talks that uh, they were going to be supplying myself a motorcycle. They're going to be <laughs> flying me in a helicopter. Like, There's all kinds of shit talking going on. They want to spend some big bucks. They want to win a race. So we'll see how that goes for them. <laughs> no, no, no. Just all, all fun and games. But, yeah, score. Uh, just some other notes, too, that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, score failed to set up a checkpoint before the lead bikes came in. So, basic, so basically, Morelia Junction's out in the middle of the desert, right? But you take a road to get out there, like a literal highway road. Um, they made it a highway, but it turns into a dirt road about, you know, like three miles out, you're on a dirt road. Yeah. And the course comes off, like, out in the desert, crosses Marilia Junction. Well, the the checkpoint was supposed to be here because you're, you're crossing a road. Yeah. So I'm driving Justin Schultz to this pit to meet with his pit where he gets on with Derek so I can be there for Derek and then obviously Justin and Ryan. Just as we get to the road, Justin's like, stop, 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 stop. And I'm like, why? Like, what? He's like, stop. 10X literally comes across the desert right in front of me. I almost clipped 10X Jeez. because score didn't set up the, the checkpoint. Oh, my God. That's gnarly. That's sketchy. So eight of the first bikes that came through all burned the check. Like, they went to, in too hot. So what I'm saying is when they didn't set it up, they didn't stop. They didn't put the stop signs out at all. And then they put one, but it was behind a blind corner. So all these guys are coming around a corner going 90 miles an hour. Yeah, who's going to see just that? going for it, yeah. So 10X didn't stop. They just, they did because they didn't know what it was. Well, fuck, dude, good thing, you know, because he would have been my, he would have been lunch meat, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, so, that's hairy. And then the score has the integrity to penalize all those riders. Because, and, and we have... Like, I sent in pictures and videos and, like, dude, you guys need to be set up. Like, this is terrible. And they kind of just brushed it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's – seems like there's been some – a lot of different talks of inconsistency down there with, with the scoring and, and penalties. At least from <laughs> what I've been hearing the last couple of years. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Um, Might have been a part of those. <laughs> but, uh, no, I talked to Andy Kirker, which he's been doing a good job on – 
and helping get the bikes back to what they were. They had over 70 entries, which is huge. Yeah, that's really big for them, isn't it? They haven't had entries like that in years. Um, in, in either races, in the 500s, thousands, you know, this is huge for them. But, uh, yeah, they need to work on a little bit, a few things. It's not Andy's fault. Andy's doing a good job on relying that information. But um, another thing I want to touch base on, and, and, and this is not to cause any drama or stir any shit, but 10X was riding on the highway, and the race course, it was more than 100 feet off of the race course. Uh, you're supposed to be 50 feet off the race course. This was 150 feet easily. You got, like, the integrity to me is, like, if you're a racer, you stay on the race course. You're only 25 miles from the finish line. Your bike is hammered. Yes, you might lose the actual overall because the, thir the 30 pro team that won the pro team actually would have won the overall on time, but they got penalized um, for missing a VCP. So they lost 20 minutes, but no matter what, they were going to win the overall. Yeah, they had it. They had it in the bag, but... Just be, like, to me, it, it wasn't Logan and it wasn't uh, Arturo. It was that actual racer. Just have the integrity to pound the whoops. You're 25 miles out, dude. And this is what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth real close. Score needs to step up and start taking these uh, penalties seriously and stop picking and choosing because they are picking and choosing. And I, I have a hard time talking about this because they fucked us twice last year. And I'm not afraid to say that. So pick and choose your score penalties and don't tell me that I don't have enough proof when I showed you guys a video of him riding down the, the highway. That's all I'm going to say. 10X won the race. They would have won the race regardless. So in that news, <laughs> uh, we're going to go on. We're going to move on. This is what you guys are here for. Uh, the NGPC Big Six Round 4 Hilltoppers MC. Tyler, you raced. How many races you raced this weekend? I mean, how many times were you out on the track this weekend? Uh, probably three times. Uh, Saturday morning on Saturday morning on classified, uh, the double A two fifty, and then Pro two. So three times we were out on the track this weekend. Okay, so break down what Twenty Nine Palms is about for these guys, so they can visually kind of get it uh, a feel for it. Uh, you know, I haven't done any desert races in my life, but this is how <laughs> I'd picture a desert race if I were to go do one. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty much wide open. You're gearing up if you go here. If you're on a two-stroke, you're on a moto tranny, you're you're gearing up just because you want to go fast. You need to go fast. Uh, moto tranny? It, or moto transmission, sorry. Oh, wow. uh, I didn't know you were into sorry. those moto trannies. <laughs> so if you guys are a moto tranny out there, make sure you uh, – yeah, 2022. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I heard Dalton Shirey supposedly did 130 miles per hour. Easily. So there's a well, there is a back – straight away that's pavement where you can go pretty fast but it's it's all pretty fast but they have a really cool uh pro section for the pros where you come down this rocky canyon that gets pretty technical and yeah it'll separate some riders and i struggled with it for the past few years but this year i think i did a little better but it's a really fun course pretty dusty weekend <laughs> yeah uh, track was slick in some areas and it was really sandy in some areas so you know they had a good variety of dirt and stuff but it was always a fun flowy track there and they're pretty decent at putting on a track. Yeah. Uh, the one thing about Big Six is every every race you go to, and Jeff, you could probably touch on this, it's very it's very versatile, uh, very versatile series. You go from Taft, Delano in the grassy hills and chucked out stuff to Glen Helen, which is no places like Glen Helen. 
and then 29 Palms and Prim, they're in desert kind of areas. So, uh, and, and then, you know, obviously as the series grows on, you go to other places, Havasu, you know, Utah. But, um, yeah, you if you want to touch base on, like, how versatile this series can be and why it's a, a national championship. Well, I think you hit it nail on the head. I mean, at the end of the day, it's set up is key. And it's so hard, you know, especially for people just getting into it you know, learning your bike setup, you know, you think, oh man, I got my suspension done. I'm all set for moto. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're out in the hills and just, your know, arms are ready to fall off. <laughs> there's always just a happy medium between all that and tires. And there, there's so much to it, you know, and it's a learning curve, but it's fun along the ways. And I think you're right. And I think that's what keeps people coming back right. is every round is totally different. You're not right. doing three rounds at Glen Helen, you know, four rounds at Elsinore, you know, you're, you are going to a different track each time and each one brings a different variety of riding yeah i mean you hear off-road and you know you kind of almost i think for a lot of motor guys you kind of think desert a little bit you know right but then like you said you go to Glen helen or taft where you know it's a great motor track and man if the temperatures are right and the rain hits you man taft is so green and so bitching um but you know you get square edges you get canyons you get everything (laughs) Uh, but you know and same thing with Glen helen you know i mean it's it's awesome you know i think that's what keeps people really excited about it Um, you know, and for the non-pro guys and age classes and, you know, the smaller classes, you know, being out there for 50 minutes, you know, it's bitching. You feel like you get your money's worth and, you know, like I said, fun atmosphere afterwards and it's family orientated, but, um, that's what really drove us to it, you know, just all the different variety. And like I said, each track brings something different and, um, you know, like you said, have a zoo, whole different world, you know, yeah. jump into the pond and going through the sand. And I mean, you know, you do a little more laps there cause they just don't have the area to hold a longer course, but it's fun, you know? I mean, that's what really, like I said, drove us to it more and more. Right, absolutely. And I think I think you hit it when you said uh, you get your money's worth. Uh, you can go and spend thousands of dollars at a motocross amateur race, and you get really nothing out of it. At least you get in, you know, an hour and a half, you know, plus a lap in, in the pro race. You're getting multiple races. There's AA races. There's class division races, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 women kids youth the whole thing um it's just really cool and it's a very versatile series you 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 get to drive now the west coast basically and that's really cool um i remember when the series started out as nothing kind of just hitting little races it was a part of the desert series and now it's this big national series um it's kind of taking over really the west coast series on you know on on this side it's it's the place to be right now if you're not racing this series you know um there's not really i guess there's works i mean you know works in big six right those those are the two series yeah that's the two main ones a lot of people chase and you know i mean obviously the pros are there especially the team guys are there you know for both of them which i think on the age group you know you get a few guys that do both but i think at the end of the day a lot of guys you know choose which one's closer for them and what they're doing um but yeah you're right i mean just in the last what we've been doing it 12 years yeah you know the numbers are insane like the amount of people at these races is insane you know so it's it's really bitching though to watch it progress in my mind you know yeah absolutely like i said i mean even you know like i do the i've done start out in 30 class 40 class i mean (laughs) You know, you got some great guys like Robbie Bell still just hauling the mail, you know, and, yeah. and Mark Tilly. And, you know, there's so many good guys out there. There there, there really is. And it's really cool. And, and, and but the thing with Robbie Bell and the thing with like Mark Tilly, like you said, is they run the I mean, Mark Tilly running dirt bike mag and and Robbie Bell running a full team, a full fledged effort with Kawasaki support. Um, 
those guys bring their families out to these races and they they make a weekend out of it and and that's what's super cool about this and um it's really cool that they're still racing right both of those guys are still (laughs) racing right oh Um, yeah no it's insane some people might say that mark tilly might be the new gordon ward (laughs) like we don't don't know if if mark tilly starts doing four different classes in one day I'll give him that <laughs> crown of being Gordon Ward, but I don't know. Gordon Ward was doing three classes at NGBC and at S-Ray. You'd find him doing any race he could there. So uh, yeah. that dude's gnarly. That dude is gnarly, and, and it's really cool, and, and it's good because uh, Big Six gets that pl- publicity with Mark Tilly, you know, and then Cycle News, obviously, with Mark Cato. Uh, yeah, real quick with Cato, obviously everyone knows he, uh, he un- unfortunately had a heart attack um, last week. A really crazy story about this. So I was up at Colton's house riding up in the hills, the Marianans and Hesperia, and we ran into Cato, Casper. Um, Casper, he works at AHM sometimes. I don't know. He's got he's the guy chewing up the the laces or the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So and they were out there doing a dirt bike dirt rider shoot. Right. Dude, within you know thirty minutes of us seeing him, he had this episode. He thought it was a heat exhaustion, the whole thing. Turns out being he had a full plugged artery, had a massive heart attack. Um, he had to have two stints put in his heart, had a pacemaker put in his heart. Um, fortunately, that I guess they're saying that the pacemaker's not, they don't need to ha- actually put it in fully. So it's just kind of like a help get the heart going again. And uh, crazy thing. Yeah, such a nice guy, man. Um, one thing, uh, we do, I do want to say there is a GoFundMe for him. Um, we talked to him, obviously we made sure it was all good with him. Uh, he's really is actually, this is really going to benefit him. He really needs this. Um, he obviously relies on all these races to, to gain, um, his, this is his job, his revenue and income and his income. Yeah. This is his income. Um, you know, and you know, there's some other things going on that's private, but um, we really, you know, thank you guys. If you guys go to the GoFundMe, we set this thing up for him. Make sure you guys donate. It's on, it's on our bios. Um, you know, West Coast bio, my, my bio, uh, Tyler's posted it. Jeff posted it. So check it out. It's very easy to find. We're trying to get some money for him. He deserves it a lot, but, uh, an, a, a guy that brings so much to our sport, you know, he wasn't there this weekend, but fortunately, um, we had some guys that covered cycle news this weekend and whatnot, but, um, so let's uh, let's get into this pro race. I mean, I'm super excited to talk about this. We have a new points leader, and we have a winner in the pro class, uh, SLR Honda's Cole Martinez. Um, Tyler, you were racing, but uh, Jeff, you were uh, you get to see what's going on in the pits. So kind of break down what you kind of saw uh, during the race because it looks like Dante. Well, I watched a little bit here, but Dante led the first four laps, and it kind of looked like a repeating. Uh, scenario again with Dante maybe taking over. Yeah, you know, I you're right, and I mean, pretty much uh, Dante, uh, Dalton, and Cole were all really close, you know. And I yeah. think at one point maybe Cole fell back just a smidge. I mean, not very much, but um, they were right there. And I mean, look, Dalton, we know him, man. He can go fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I was surprised. Yeah, I think it was was it lap three, maybe lap four, somewhere in there. Lap um, lap five well four and five so yeah. between four and five and um they came in and the man when they came in for their pits and there's some pictures i know if you surf around there on the internet but they're right next to each other pitting i mean all three of them the top actually top five almost all were on the pit at the same time you know by the time one was leaving the other one was entering so it was really really bitching i think watching all that and seeing it all go down but 
um, yeah, Dalton made a pass, and I go, oh, man, here he goes, because Dalton, you know, <laughs> figured he can handle the speed, and he's going, and all of a sudden, man, I mean, Cole put in a charge at the end, and it was really bitching to see him come around and get that, you know, on him, but. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I kind of do want to touch a little bit on uh, Dalton here, because Dalton's so I've progressively watched him over the start of this year. Um, at the first round, I was really impressed because he stuck it in. He stuck it out for fifth, and then you know he's progressively got better. But he like took leaps and bounds this race. I mean, at one point, I mean he led. He didn't only just lead. He led for three, almost four laps, and those were the the last four where his he faded in the last races towards these races. He actually picked it up and took like when I say he took leaps and bounds. Um, he's on the three bros hatch racing husky he him and ty davis have been working out suspension and, and i think it might have worked out this race like you said he's not shy to go fast this is a fast course tyler it's sandy i mean how what were the conditions like for you in the pro two class yeah coming in off the first lap i mean for for them it might have been a little bit different but back in pro two it was really dusty like you were just kind of going as fast as you felt safe to because you could only see maybe 10 feet in front of you if you were lucky so you're just trying to push through and and you know not get dropped but also not get hurt so for those dudes going that fast they were probably just moving and shiri you know he's he's definitely uh used to the dust and everything being yeah. a desert racer and you know so i think this is where he kind of shined and it was his kind of track yeah and obviously he's been putting in work you know he's been racing every every kind of racing you can think of he's been doing it and it's paying off i think and it's cool to see you know someone like him get that recognition and, and finally start to pay off absolutely and and one thing that needs to be like touched on is dalton was a factory husqvarna racer um he yeah. he he got i think he only got a year he really only got a year to show what he had and pretty much they cut him they didn't cut him they just didn't offer him what he i think he deserved yeah uh, it was uh, I think that was about the time they started the, the Three Brothers team. It was before it was Hatch, and Three Brothers, I think, was trying to put in a big yeah. effort, and they put him on that team. I do know that. That's where Austin yeah. Walton was. But they, Factory Husky did cut down big time and had to drop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dropped him. They didn't. Well, he just. They didn't they just didn't. Him. They didn't drop. They just became a support racer, right? Um, and I think this is finally it, where he actually made that leap back to show, hey, I'm. I might be a private guy, but I, privateer, but I'm here to show you guys that I can go just as fast. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at Dalton, I mean, at the end of the day, the kid's racing every weekend. And yes. He's racing something different, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's not just focused on one series. He's a national hair and hound champion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know what I mean? If, if you take him, he's literally just pretty badass on all the different versatility of racing that he's doing. You know, like I said, he's not just chasing GPs. He's, he's doing everything where very few are doing that in that elite group right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that some of that confidence actually might transpire from Heron Hounds because he almost just beat Taylor Robert straight up last two weekends ago. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I think, too, like he's one of the very few riders that has a chance of winning all these different types of races, too. You know, like yeah. these guys could if they put their heads down, but... He's showing like he's out and he's going for wins at Big Six, at National Heron Hounds, you know. Best in the desert. Best in the deserts. He won that he soloing it, you know. And he just won the Mint 400 with David Camo. And I think he's a three-time Mint winner now. He's won the last three Mint 400 races. Really? That's cool, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's showing. And it's, it's cool to see it finally paying off for him 
a dude that puts in that much work, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really good to see him. It's it's good. Uh, his dad. It's funny. His dad is was uh, pretty fast when he was younger too. Um, and they. What's pretty cool is they can actually share that they both won the Mint 400. Oh, that's awesome, right there. That's really cool. They. They, I think he, I think he told me that he took his first Mint 400 trophy and put it right dad, right next to his dad's original Mint 400 trophy. Oh really? That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So congrats, Dalton. Yeah. Uh, you put in a fucking hell of a ride, dude. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I know, I know. We talk really uh, during the week about you know what you're doing. So good for you, buddy. Um, sorry to like overshadow uh, uh, Cole Martinez on the SLR Honda. So uh, SLR Honda is based in Yucca Valley. Um, Hilltoppers and, and the SLR Honda guys, uh, what used to be Ox Motorsports, Hilltoppers pits for um, the Ox and SLR guys down in Baja. Right. So yeah. this is a huge home ra- a huge home race for Mark. Uh, Mark is a team ma- team manager now and owner. And uh, Cole, so last year there was two 29 Palm races, right? No, that was two years ago. Uh, was it two years ago? Yeah, that was the COVID year. Was it not last year? No, that last year was only one year. Okay. One, one time. Are you sure? No. No, no, no. I thought yeah. last year we raced twice. No. No, that was 2020. We didn't? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, you know what I'm thinking? It's because it was later in the year. Yeah. Yeah, we did the one. different. The COVID one was the one we did on um, Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. That's it was cool. just so fast because it was Thanksgiving. We didn't get yeah. any break. We went right into racing. Right. Okay, so that's why that's why I'm thinking it was like last uh, year. Yeah, I was with you too. Yeah. Uh, Cole won this race. Uh, was it last year or the year before he won this race? Because Dante won it, I think, last year. But Cole won this race. Um, yeah. Before, I hold on, let me see right the, here. One of the two from 2020, he won. I think. He he. Sure, he yeah, he he won this race. Let's see here. Uh, I was talking to Colton Udall. Colton Udall actually made the pick of him winning this one. And so he did win this race last year and, uh, and he actually won this race, uh, kind of like the same style. He won this wit last weekend. He didn't actually get into the lead until later into, into the race. So, um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, so, so th- just to touch base on this guy, uh, he's been, he's been so close this whole year. He's been right there. He's been chomping at the bit. He should have won to me. He should have won Glenn Helen, our race. Yeah, I I thought so too. I thought he was gonna be right there. I I mean he he literally he he got into the lead um, with a lap to go, and Dante and him kind of pulled away from Heft at our race, and then a lap rider kind of got in the way, and right. and, and and Dante and fired. But this this time he hung it. He hung in there, and and he had to work for it. He was in third, or he went back to third at one point, and then. Um, made a huge leap towards the end and, and and you said jeff uh he got himself into the lead on the last lap and he put in a strong finish yeah no absolutely that's what i think you know i think some of that comes from the moto and you know just touch on too like justin heft you know i mean you watch the kid get a whole shot and he's leading some of the laps right you know and i think it's just sitting there and getting used to being out there for that hour and a half yeah. at that speed you know and um, the potential's there. You can see it in him. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Bet with with Cole now, that's what two wins for him. He won Delano. Yep. He won our opening round, and then now Twenty Palms, and then Dante had won the last two. So yeah, both tied with two wins right now. Two wins are minus five. Um, I think I printed out the point sheet on this one right here. If it's not, uh, oh, it's not. Okay, oh, that's fine. So he's minus five back. I'm looking at it right now. 
um, uh, Dante is or minus four. Yeah. So this is kind of transpiring into a really cool series. Right. Yeah. There's nobody. Nobody's walking away by any means. And no. I mean, you throw a blanket over those top five guys, and any of them, the top ten. I mean, any of them can win at any point. You know. I mean, the 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 top four guys this last weekend have won um, individual pro races. Uh, Martinez, Shirey, uh, Dante, Oliveira, and Walton. All guys uh, that have either won the race, won the championship, or won some sort of uh, works or NGPC. Uh, and this race kind of just kind of is, unfo- or the series is now unfolding into, okay, so who's going to actually win the next race? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I think even like, you know, I think we all look for Trevor Stewart, you know, I mean, the, the guy's fast and I mean, you know, he's right there. I think he's been in the top five each round, you know, and yep. I think this one, if I'm not mistaken, is just right outside of it, but he's one that I keep looking for too, to, you know, be up there and take a win. Yeah. And, and, and he's a racer just like Dalton where it's going to be one race and he's going to take this leap and bound. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think you're going to see it maybe later on in the year. I, I keep at these tracks that like, uh, let's say like these tracks that suit his riding, right? Um, and I think you're going to see it. I don't think you'll see it at prim, but I think in the second half of the year when they go to, uh, why am I bl- drawing Rich a uh, Ridge crest? Yeah, that's very moto style. So yes. Trevor a lot better. You can tell like Glenn Helen where he, he got mm-hmm. on the podium finally and stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, this was a little more Desiree. So you could see it was a little more out of his, maybe his comfort zone. Right. Nobody knows. Maybe he was struggling with some other things, but you could tell it wasn't his, uh, his best race, but what's so gnarly is how, how insanely fast, honestly, these top tens are for pro and pro two. Like, yeah, these kids are gnarly. Like, in adults, you know, like they're they're going fast, and it's it's a crazy year. Like you guys said, there's so many people that can win this championship, and we're right. we're almost coming into the break. Yeah, we're we're gonna be coming to the break, and either or either, I mean, the pro race can flip flop within one race right now it's not like okay dante has a break or cole has a break or dalton has a break like these guys are so close like you said jeff you can blanket them even in the points race so we'll see uh how prim come turns out um awesome walton coming in fourth doesn't look like he had a good day although the videos i saw i mean he was right there in the beginning of the race too and i mean eh, he fell back two and a half or two minutes and 11 seconds of the leader um that's kind of like where you're like all right like what happened kind of thing you know um and then tyler lynn uh, another strong ride for the chaparral motorsports precision kawasaki rider uh he's really young and to get he almost podium the glen helen works race we went to right yeah that was a close one he had right there and how old is he um i think he's only 21 or 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 I don't even think he's yeah. 21. I think he's 20. Yeah, I know he's on the younger side. I mean, so is Dante, too. Like, I didn't realize how old he was until somebody told me, you know, he was, I think he's like 21, too. You know, he's, he's right there, 21, 22. That's, that's really young, you know. Absolutely. He has a few more years in that Junior World Trophy team for the ISDE. I mean, I think that's what they're, you know, you're pulling for, especially when you're with Factory KTM, because that's kind of paving your way for that uh, opportunity. But... Um, yeah, Tyler Lynn coming in fifth, strong effort. Uh, Robbie Bell, if I'm Robbie Bell, I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, absolutely. You've seen the progression out of, out of Lynn, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, what, uh, I 
top 10 each round, but I think you watched them just click a couple of positions, positions each race, you know, right. which is rad. And I mean, like I said, you know, what, what a great team and to have Robbie, you know, helping you as a mentor and yeah. a great team, you know, all around and good guy. So, you know, kudos to them by all means. Absolutely. He's definitely made a big jump since switching from Burvines over to uh, Cowie. And it, it's got to feel good right now because uh, I know Zach is uh, coming back eventually, but you're the lead rider right now. All the attention and focus is on you, and that's helping him out tons. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And you can, you know, you can understand too, like he's coming from a whole different bike and a new year and being so young and, and, to, and mature to understand a bike and have to learn a bike. But like, you know, you guys said, thankfully Robbie's there to help him out and somebody like mm -hmm. that with the experience with those bikes and knowledge to help you out is awesome. He has all the tools and he's clearly using them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's good to see him. We'll see him later on for sure. I think you're going to see him do good at that Utah round. Oh, yeah. uh, that's where he's from. Yeah. So I think you're going to see him do good there. Uh, we already touched on Heft and, and Stewart coming in sixth and seventh. So uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Redondi uh, got ninth overall, but he finished uh, eighth in class. He's been struggling this year. I don't know. I know I uh, works prim. He had a bike uh, issue. I remember him walking back into the pits mid midway through the race. Yeah. Um, I think he's had a few, but I know he went over those West Hair scrambles. Uh, I heard that they wanted him to go try those out a little bit, which is cool to help grow that, that upcoming series. series, you know, on the West Coast, which mm -hmm. is awesome to see. And uh, and he's been doing good there. He's been getting better results there, but uh, he just seems a little off. I don't feel like he's how he used to be. You he, know, when he broke both of his ankles a few uh, like a year ago, he just never returned to the same racer. Um, he. I, I don't know what Stover said he was telling me, but he's struggling with some underlining like like foot problems yeah which i mean that's everything on a dirt bike so you can see but it nope. sucks to see yeah. somebody like him uh he won a works championship you know to see him struggling right now it, he's it a, sucks you know he's you a world champion maybe. yeah he's that's a world champion yeah. as like, in, in enduro series like this is that's huge yeah. so i you know he's probably just as frustrated as everyone else is about his results like come on man yeah. you can do it you already know so i i don't know we'll see how he turns up um I'm going to jump into your your crazy-ass class right now. I don't know, Jeff, you got anything else you want to touch on the pro class? Uh, no, I mean, I think for the most part you got it. Like I said, I think the only thing with Dondi is I believe, um, talking to Stover, I, I believe he hit like a tough block or something at Glen Helen race. Uh-huh. Um, so he didn't get to finish. So maybe there's something behind that a little bit. You know, like uh, said, maybe, a, you know, I don't know what it was. I just heard he hit that. So I don't know if it was upper body, lower body, but you know maybe he's coming back from something like that too so i didn't think about that that, that yeah. could be something for sure yeah he's, he's definitely a guy that can be up there and i think we all look forward to you know seeing him up there yeah he's not he's not shy to getting on the podium and winning races so no, yeah. and, and he was uh he was a factory husky guy for yeah, a year he was, he was factory ktm then factory husky i think yeah I he, he was, was. Husky, but i feel i know he was on a ktm when he won his works championship yeah but i think that was just it was just support. It was just all yeah. by himself. I think three brothers. Yeah, three brothers helped him out with the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three brothers clearly been with him for a while then on yeah. that one. But, you know, but he's still going so fast. And he's getting, what did he get, seventh? Like, yeah. that's, that's so crazy of how fast these guys are going. And he's not even, he's barely in the top ten. Like, it's gnarly. Yeah, no, it's it's super gnarly. But what's even gnarlier is when Mateo Oliveira gets eighth overall, beats him. <laughs> He's on a second row on a 250 at a high-speed race like this. Like, 
This guy is eating more than his Wheaties for breakfast. <laughs> There's something in the air up there, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Those two brothers, they're figuring it out right now. They're, they're moving. They're Could you – so put yourself in this position. Uh, Dante is your brother. You're the younger brother. You guys are both racing and riding together. You're training together. It's just got to be just like a who's got the bigger dong when it goes out to riding, right? Yeah, I mean, all you can do is just push each other, and they're they're showing it. When he Mateo shows up, and half the time you can see he just looks up and down the line, and he knows they're not faster than his brother. So what's the what's the issue for him? So he just goes out and just does a cakewalk on everybody. You you, you got to think with that mentality, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To to do what he's doing, you have to, and it's awesome to see him. I think he's. I think he's seven and zero right now, so that's pretty awesome to see. Especially, it's not like there's nobody in that class. Like, you got these top guys that are getting factory help and stuff, and and he's just putting an end to them. Yeah, he's really just diminishing anyone's hopes right now. I mean, this guy's pretty much can wrap it up by, uh, I would say after the what's it after Utah race. I think if he wins that one, he's pretty much done with points because. Unfortunately, Jack Simpson, who was uh, second in points, wasn't that far back because he's been getting so much of these seconds, got stuck in Australia because of COVID. Um, he got sick, I heard, yeah. and, and he couldn't get couldn't come back over. And I don't even know why. So this is what I didn't even ask Mark. If I'm in the championship hunt for both series, why am I going back to Australia? Yeah, I don't know if maybe it had something to do with like the citizenship stuff and everything, like how long you visit because i know the lawrence brothers had that issue and they had to go home uh this december and stuff so i don't know if maybe he had something like that but yeah that seems kind of I, I thought it was an april fool's joke because it was april 1st when they posted that yeah i thought it was an april fool's joke and i was like oh that's like that's kind of funny <laughs> and then like i saw them kind of keep going with it and i didn't see jack's bike there or jack there and i was like oh now they're serious like he's he's stuck in australia <laughs> right now oh my gosh well yeah, yeah, that's just, that's that's super crazy. Uh, BajaBound.com uh, bringing you guys uh, Jeff and Tyler uh, today. Um, make sure you guys check out BajaBound.com. Get your uh, BajaBound insurance if you're traveling there. Um, do not, uh, I mean, if you could get insurance uh, to travel to Australia, so make sure you get back here on time. That would be pretty nice, huh? <laughs> no kidding, huh? Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, Baja Bound didn't uh, uh, didn't uh, the policy didn't kick in for Jack. <laughs> um, and then obviously, uh, Rad Custom Graphics is uh, is the t- uh, the sponsor of the Big Six, uh, the number sponsor um, or graphic sponsor. Anything you guys need from custom wraps to uh, numbers to basically stickers, anything you need, shirts, hats, all of it. Uh, check out Rad Custom Graphics. I know you guys use Rad Custom Graphics. Um, you guys are happy with Ryan? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Super awesome guy. He's uh, helped me out a lot this year, so I can't think of him enough. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I know he helps you guys out. Um, explain Ryan to us real quick. <laughs> oh, we almost need to get Ryan on here, is what you're going to have to do one day. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, he is – one thing about Ryan, I'll tell you, is he always gets it done, though. You know, I mean – it's always sometimes towards the end, but he gets it done for you. Uh, he's actually doing some stuff for me right now for an event I have at work next week. So, uh, but awesome. I mean, he's like like you were saying. I mean, the guy does everything um, from easy ups to shirts to hats to um, magnets that he's making for me for right now and stuff. Oh, so really magnets, cool. Yeah, yeah. some really cool stuff. Right. So, uh, but yeah, man, that guy is a one of a kind, and you he, know. yeah, 
most fu- one of the funniest dudes out there. <laughs> yeah, one of the most talented somehow, but maybe uh, one day we'll get to see him race again. Oh my god, this guy, dude, this guy. I've I've known Ryan since he was like uh, 14 years old. We used to bring him to the races, man. And to see where he came from to where he's at, I just I don't believe it. Half the time, I just can't believe it. So. Um, and no, it's super cool. Uh, Ryan uh, Abatoy, make sure you guys check out Rad Custom Graphics and get your guys' stuff in there. I think his website is actually going live pretty soon. I've checked it out a few times, and uh, it's going to be pretty cool to be able to go up there and kind of like give a micro design on what you want, right. and they'll be able to you know present it to you when you guys see it. So that'll be really cool um, when he awesome. gets that live. He's definitely going to sell a shit ton more graphics doing it that way. Um, that's you know, imagine like being able to type all your sponsors in and get all those color schemes like that's pretty cool yeah yeah absolutely yeah, um yeah so second place uh was up for grabs uh kaya lello has been riding really well um colton Eck coming back off his um uh, broken uh what do they call this elbow yes, yes. like a spiral mm-hmm. fracture i don't want to put too many words out there i'm not the smartest but definitely something in your elbow I, yeah, I think that. I think it was a spiral fracture. Yeah, I, I believe so. I didn't actually know, but I I know that can be a common one in the elbow. Oof, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, that happened to him while they were taking photos for the start of the year. Um, but both of them are on uh, Kill Martin. Uh, you got Kai on Kill Martin Husky. Good to see him get that second place. This is far from the track that I would think he would do good at. Yeah, he's figuring it out. Uh, definitely, like you said, though, coming from a moto background, you wouldn't think he'd go out and win the. I guess desert round as you could say uh but it's cool to see him do it it's cool to finally see him kind of figure it out you know mm-hmm. he's been struggling a little bit trying to just get right there and, and and get it and i think he's getting closer and closer and and maybe he'll get a win but we'll have to you know wait and see but he's showing he's showing signs of improvement yeah and, and jeff uh he got 10th overall i mean that's still pretty gnarly yo no absolutely i mean that's like you're saying for those guys to get into the regular pro class is <laughs> it's gnarly. I mean, it's just absolutely gnarly. So, and, and good for him. Like I said, Kai. I mean, I know he's been on the box a couple times already this year. Yep. Um, so from the you know what we call a break, but not much of a break from last year to this year. Yeah. You know, he he figured some stuff out, like Tyler was saying. I believe because to get you know, I think he had a couple thirds. A couple thirds. thirds there, I, think I think this is fourth, his. He was just off the podium, so. I think this is first you know? second. Yeah. So he's been he's been right there. You know, like Tyler said. So, um, kudos to him. Doing an awesome job. And uh, so, I mean, wow, actually, um, he didn't really finish that far back uh, off of uh, Mateo. Yeah, no, he he really only let uh, Redondi get between him and Mateo, but... 30 seconds. Yeah, which... That's a pretty good... moving too, you know. That, yeah. But yeah. Between the rides that Mateo's been putting on this year, so for 30 seconds, I mean, I'd be like, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're cutting the slack on that guy. And and, yeah. and then good to see Colton Eck. Obviously, you guys are seeing he's get, just kind of getting stronger. Um, he's getting stronger as he as gets yeah, – yeah. what do they say? Himself. They're racing into shape, right? right? Yeah. So he's racing himself into shape. and uh, His first podium back. Fist knees. Oh, God. Almost, almost got. Whew. Okay, so both of them are on Kill Martin. One riding that Kill Martin Husky, the other one riding the Kill Martin uh, KTM. They're under the same tent, but just different manufacturers, right? Um, really cool kind of program they got going on. It's cool to see them take on so many racers. Yeah, it gives John, gives the opportunity to the racer. Yeah, John's a good guy. You know, he he just wants to help the sport grow, which is really cool and a hard person to find. 
you know, as a, as a rider to have, find somebody that's willing to put that money and, and that work into you. And, and John's been doing it for three different manufacturers, you know, which is, yeah. is hard to pull off, but he's doing it, you know, and, and good for him for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been really cool to see. And, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a stepping stone, uh, program, I think. And I think it's actually starting to turn into like, okay, it's not just a stepping stone program. It's actually like a legit deal. Like if I'm a, if I'm a pro racer, I would kind of want to be a part of that thing. If I'm racing NGPC, because you, you have the show, you have the pit support, you have all these guys out there and, and, He's bringing the aspect of like what you would see in motocross out to the pro race. Yeah, right. And then, I mean, also, like you're saying, a stepping stone, I think, is that Orange Brigade program, too, yes. that he still, you know, handles That's right. a lot of that. So, I mean, yeah. I think if you look at it, the guy's got his hands full, by all means. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and you got Stoper over there doing what he can do. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. We, we forgot about him being a part of the vet class there and. Oh, yeah. doing really good lately so hey shout out to you uh yeah he still didn't win though <laughs> you know, yeah. still, still struggling with that you know last half push but we'll, we'll see if Stover what, what Stover decides he's kind of a wild beast he, he t- you know kudos to Stover though because he was on our job site on Friday until about nine o'clock at night and didn't leave 429 Palms until like after the job was done I had already bailed. <laughs> of course. But his, my guys were my guys my guys were done. His guys weren't done yet. So, um, but no, kudos to him. I told him it was that El Pollo Loco chicken burrito with like overstuffed. Fat boy couldn't get it all the way down. And I told him, hey, that's gonna come back to haunt you when you're racing Robbie tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, no, kudos to Stover, uh, Stover's team getting uh, on the podium not only in. The Pro 2 class, but also in the Women Pro class, um, he had Ava Silvestri uh, in the podium as well. Um, yeah, she's been killing it, doing good. She got a few podiums at uh, the West Hair Scrambles, mm-hmm. and then national. She, she won national a national hair and round for her first time doing those races. So, you know, she's picking it up and, and trying some new stuff, which is cool to see. She's on that Dalton program, kind of racing everything that's going on. You know, they're hitting all the national races, which is big. Yeah, and so. I know. Um, Lauren Woods had a crash, so hopefully she's all good. Um, yeah. I talked to Stover after, so uh, hopefully speedy recovery to her and she heals up quick. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard maybe both broken wrists on both sides, I heard maybe. Uh, I think she made a post and said just one wrist. Oh, just one, so just she's one good. Wrist. Yeah, and just sore otherwise from that, if I believe. Did I she can. break any ribs? Did I hear that she might have broken some ribs or uh, something? I don't I talked to Stover sure. right after. He didn't know, but he said she was pretty pretty sore, and, and I believe her hips or something were hurting a little bit too. That's so. what I heard. Her hips yeah. were hurting. Yeah. So hopefully it's just like you said. You know, if anything's escape out of there as best as possible with a a, a wrist, then. And yeah, and, and yeah, good for her. I mean, I hope she's okay. Uh, obviously, we wish her the best, but uh, we'll we'll touch back on the women pro. Um, you got Clayton Roberts coming in fourth, which was pretty shocking, actually. Uh, that would. Okay, I see. I see. I see what happened there. Okay, so he got fourth. Uh, good for him. Justin Seeds on the Pervines are getting fifth. I expected a little bit more out of the uh, Justin Seeds man. Uh, my pre, on my pre-race pod, I called him getting on the podium because this is an experience. Experience comes into this race. Sure. This race is all about experience. So. Yeah, you know, I saw him at the beginning of the race. It was kind of weird. Uh, Clayton Roberts and I were kind of close together with Trevor Hunter and. And Seeds was just kind of dropping back. And, like, he was just kind of letting us by. And 
he put up a little fight with me, but not like, you know, the Justin Seeds, you know, you expect. So I figured something was wrong. Yeah. And then about halfway through the race, when I pitted, I never saw him again. He passed me at some point and just, he just put the hammer down. I don't know if, you know, maybe he was just struggling with something at the beginning of the race, what happened, but he was, he was going a little slow and then he just turned it around and ramped it back up and moved back up a few positions this fight for third looked like it was pretty heavy actually at one point um it looked like seeds seeds was in third actually on the first lap and then he dropped all the way back up to 10th but Ottersberg and Eck looked like they were going at it pretty good here um i did read i did read Ottersberg's instagram i and i'm not going to touch anything on that but um it looks like he might have had some things happen towards the end of the race uh like i said yeah he ran out of gas um but he ran third he ran third pretty much the whole race um uh, that's pretty big for those dc guys yeah i mean good for him uh, like i said i know uh Eric was definitely putting in a push you know i think maybe that's you know racing and going for a podium spot, you know, with Mason and maybe that's just a judgment call somewhere along the lines there and yeah, you know, too bad for him, you know, it was all right there, but, um, yeah, yeah. Colton was definitely there. It's like I said, I mean, man, all these guys are just such a good race all the way through. Yeah. That's, that's good to see. This class is cutthroat, man. I mean, you have to be on your toes at all times. So to get a six or to get six, um, after obviously running out of gas, that's kind of a bummer deal, but you kind of right, just yeah. have to eat that one. That's on that you. Gamble and sucks but when you take the gamble you know sometimes the bull bites you in the ass so <laughs> i go for it <laughs> i i watch uh i watch i don't know if you guys ever watch uh drive to survive on f about f1 stuff you guys I ever watch that, that no. you guys should definitely get into it it's pretty cool it's badass it's kind of puts you us in retrospective of, of what they do versus what we do it's pretty similar or just not fucking <laughs> calculated you know. like they are <laughs> yeah exactly and uh it's kind of funny because this situation kind of happened uh they and to the one of the the lower teams um they saw their opportunity if you get in the top 10 you get points but oh, if you're yeah. if you're not in the top 10 you don't get any points so they they had this car um this young kid he put himself into like fourth overall in a car that is super slow, doesn't have good brakes, you know, they don't have the budget to, to, to be like a Ferrari or an Austin Martin. Yeah, for sure. So the homie, the homie, uh, the, the, um, what do you call the race manager yeah. made the call to bring him, him, bring him early for a pit and then try and stretch, uh, his tires, uh, okay. his tires out. Uh, his tires came apart with a lap oh. to go just came no. apart like just the thing ripped apart so when i think about this situation i think oh my gosh like dang it like yeah. you ran out of gas bro like ah oh, you could have yeah. you and i'm not saying they're on a lower uh lower team scale or anything like that but these right. guys need some luck this year yeah. they've been struggling a little bit and it'd be good to see you know dallas and scott kind of get a bike in the top three yeah definitely you know i uh, i don't know exactly how their team works but former Shadester. Jason Buchanan, Shadester Racing uh, team, they had Tyler Lynn back in the day, and then, yeah. you know, they kind of had a dry spell of, of, you know, some podium contender riders, for sure, but, you know, a good group of guys, and, and you know, you just want to see them do good, because they're, they're good people, you like yeah. them, and they're, they're cool dudes. Yeah, I mean, Uncle P's kind of a dick sometimes, but, <laughs> no, I love Uncle P. I love Uncle P. He's a good guy, and uh, I hope he can, uh, you know, hope to get to see him soon. Um, 
Hey, uh, you got seventh, bro. I just read saw these results, and I'm looking here. Hey, you got seventh. This is your best finish yet in the Pro 2 class, bro. How are you about that? I mean, congratulations. I know you want to thank me, obviously, being your guy. No, I'm just kidding. No, I no. definitely put you last. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, no pussy training, Garvin. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what we, we call you by. Yeah. You know, everybody takes how they want. But, uh, no, it was definitely cool. It was, it was a lower turnout, but you had some some new dudes like Ryan Surratt showing up. But, yeah. uh, and so I was a little worried about that. But, you know, going off the pavement right off the bat, I saw him pushing his bike. And in my head, I went sick, a top 10. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it was a little cheap shot. But, no. hey, <laughs> results are results. But, no, uh, sucks to see somebody like him, you know, uh, come over to the sport and or come over to this side and, and you know, he's done good and then break. That sucks, definitely. But, you know, I just tried to put in a decent ride and uh, struggled. Trevor Hunter hit me with the dang big old rock the first lap, and my arm went uh, numb. But that's part of the 29 Palms is rocks and speed. So, uh, you know, just kind of struggled a little bit, but had fun. And, uh, you know, I came to the finish, and I figured I was somewhere in the top 10 pretty high up. Yeah. And my dad looks at me and goes, hey, you got seventh. And I was like, whoa. Awesome. No way. So that was pretty cool. Uh, hopefully see me up there a little bit more. Oh, there you go. Well, not hopefully. Um, that's where you need to like start telling yourself that like you can do it. You just gotta just yeah start believing in yourself. Hey, uh, there as uh you know you know as a sponsor guy here, your sponsors are blank, bro. What's going on there? <laughs> Sorry, Big Mike. You gotta uh, talk to Big Mike. You. <laughs> uh, I try to I try to put you out there as much as possible. You know, thank you to um City Service Paving. <laughs> specifically big mike uh rusty's off road he's been helping me out big time too can't thank those two guys enough um rad custom graphics i guess that guy he's kind of cool from time to time uh you know what i'll be nice nick garvin no 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 not me <laughs> don't you have a goggles and uh and nicholas bear for yes. helping out with goggles this year that's been go. really cool uh so thank you guys uh todd Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're not on the podium lot, you're not used to thanking sponsors. Oh my so, god. Uh, thank you, Todd at TCS. Been uh, helping me out a lot this year, figuring out bikes and stuff. There you go. So that's been cool. Been a learning experience, trying to learn bikes at this level and everything. And uh, and you know, a lot of people are are coming back and backing me when you know it, it's it's kind of hard in a in a fast sport, yeah. in a fast level. You don't really notice like you know those anybody outside of the top five sometimes so you yeah. know i can't think people like uh ashley at fast house and uh rachel at ims enough you know because they they helped me out again this year and i thought for sure i was getting dropped so oh my gosh. can't thank those guys enough but it's been a really good year no that's really cool it's good to see you guys um just to maybe point the mic towards your dad now um you guys so this is kind of what i kind of was going to start getting into We're, we'll go back to the women pro but um what a lot of people don't understand is uh, you, the, a lot of these, actually, I got to say, except for Clayton in the top five or in the top 10 and Trevor, everyone else is a part of a team effort. So you're a family that comes out to these races. Um, he's worked his way up to the pro class. And now you guys are invested into this pro racing shit. And <laughs> uh, I mean, money. Just losing lots of money. Just well, just give. Uh, you're a parent of this, so give your perspective for the guys that have to take care of their bikes, 
They got to go buy the bikes. They got to buy the parts. I mean, just a little, give a little rundown on what you guys actually have to do to compete in a pro two racing class. And you're not a part of a team. Yeah. I mean, look for sure. I mean, and a lot of it comes down to these kids that show the heart, you know, behind it. And like you'd mentioned a little while ago, I mean, you know, an off an off road, the money's just not there for a lot of these guys, mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, there's guys like Clayton, Tyler, Trevor, tons of kids that deserve a ride right you know but there's only so many rides to go around right um and like i said tyler i mean he puts in the work and that was just something i had with him if, mm -hmm. if you put in the work i'll support you the best i can right you know and you know comes with age and kids start learning things and i think it's really cool because to a certain degree i think it kind of shows them responsibility mm -hmm. and gives them something to understand in the real world that you know things aren't just handed to you right you know, and, and look, you can be the fastest guy, but doesn't always mean you can get a ride. No. And the slowest guy might have a ride sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I mean, you just, it's one of those things, but yeah, no, I mean, as a parent, you're trying to give your kid the best, right? Right. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I'm going to try to give my kid an opportunity that maybe I didn't get or something, you know, sure. so, um, you know, towards that, but yeah, it's very challenging. And I mean, I think if we all look around, I mean, COVID boosted bike sales, right. Mm -hmm. And products. But it makes products harder to get right you know and you know it, it that's challenging in itself and just coming through and learning relationships you know yeah. i mean like tyler said i mean if it wasn't for some of these people that we had in the past like a fast house and ddc and ims and that stuff you know i mean you make relationships and you, you hope that they can support you when you do go on your own because let me tell you every penny counts yeah you know? absolutely and I mean, luckily for mike garvin and um, rusty's and a couple other guys have helped us with you know, different things that, you know, honestly, without that, we, we probably wouldn't be able to go racing. I mean, that's just the truth. You know, I mean, if we all look around, bikes aren't like they used to be. It's not no. 2,500 bucks to go buy a bike. No. You know, um, yeah. you know, suspension and with Todd at TCS helped out. I mean, you know, we know Brandon at AHM that helps us with stuff from time to time. And I mean, you know, without those guys, it's next to impossible. I mean, you know? I mean, logistically, like you said it, like, okay, you guys are in the position where, um, you know, and, and, and this is not a, a tank to you. You you know, this is not me coming after you. I'm taking this personally. No, no, no. I'm just saying, though. No, I know. These top, there's, it's, it's hard to get in the top five in these in these classes. The guys that are getting in the top five are paid, pretty much paid guys. Yeah. Uh, minus Clayton. You know, I know he's kind of in the same position that you are in. Um, but uh, guys like you guys, like, you have to go out. You got to go buy these bikes. These bikes are freaking eight to ten thousand dollars right now a piece you need you know yeah uh probably like 12 a piece right. you need two bikes more really you need three bikes to keep a program alive and then you got to go out and buy the muffling exhaust systems do the suspension then you got to get mooses you got to get tires you got to get stabilizers you got to get triple clamps you got to get chain guides i mean the list goes on and on and on not to mention the cranks that you got to buy throughout the year the batteries that go dead the pistons that you need to put in the transmissions that you guys have to fix that's a hundred thousand dollar program right there if you did it that way right oh yeah for sure if you had the budget to do something like that absolutely right. but you know like you said you sometimes just scraping by to get one thing to another or you know or like i said even if you did have some of the budget and you don't have two exhausts or two of these or you know yeah there was a lot of things i mean even last year you know i know some guys were hurting for crankshafts yeah there was no cranks to go around. There, there, was there no wasn't forks. There was not forks, but shift forks and the transmissions. There was just so many things that money can't buy. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
and it just became challenging. And I think a lot of people learned, you know, from that. But yeah, no, for sure. Like you said, I mean, moose bibs and all those things. And as we progressed and, you know, one thing that when you guys were, when you were helping him with the 125s, look how many motors we went through. Oh and you told me, you're like, here we go. But I mean, it, that's what it took. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of parents that can be in a position enough to, to do that. Yeah. It, it really shows, you know? And I mean, I think, and you, you, you know, like I said, I think you talked me off the ledge multiple times, but you know, I mean, <laughs> you go from like, well, why are we on 125? Why don't we just go to 250 and the motor's going to last longer? And you're mm-hmm. like, you don't understand. You have yeah. to ride a 125 fast. Cause once you can ride a 125 fast, you're going to ride every other bike fast. And you were absolutely right. And yep. fortunate enough, we had you, you know, yeah. and I mean, that helped us through a lot of this stuff and figured things out where, you know, the, I probably wouldn't have made some of those same decisions and right. could have hurt them. And I don't, you know, who knows, you know, but what I was just getting at, at the end of the day, I mean, you're right. And I mean, there's so many race series to go do right now. Right. You know, like we talked about, like, mm-hmm. like a Dalton in those. And I mean, I would love nothing more to go race every weekend, but we just can't, do, that's just not something feasible for us. And right. a lot of families out there. You right. Know? So, um, you're right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I mean, to just have two bikes, that gets you to one series. That's one series. You know, if you chase, you're just going off of GPs right now, but if, yeah. you know, if you're going to chase works and the NGPC series, you almost need three bikes. You, yeah, you do. I mean, you, you look at the hours these kids put on bikes and, you know, the, and that's the other thing too. We Sorry. were just having this conversation is Sorry. an off-road bike. You do get a lot more hours than you would a motorbike. Right. And you're not riding on a, course with hard packed dirt and water you're riding yeah. on a sand track one week you're riding on in dust the next you're just riding on all these different terrains mm-hmm. and that just we all know you know it just hurts bikes even more you know rocks yeah. are hurting tires and moose bibs and a lot of things you don't need to go race moto but you know and that's just us doing on stock motors I was, yeah i was and i was just about to say though <laughs> you know? i was just about to say is uh when you say like the tires and the mooses thing you know, in moto, you might be able to stretch a, a, a race tire for a little bit. After the end of a two-hour moto, your tires are pretty much dusted. I mean, these this terrain here, I mean, right there is 200 bucks, right? Yeah, and I mean, think about what you put on a, a pro, a pro two kid. You're putting almost, what, three hours on a bike on a weekend. On a weekend. You got your unclassified, that's a couple laps. You do Saturday's race, which is 50 minutes, and then you go do an hour and a half plus a few minutes uh, or it works yeah. is two hours, you know, no. So you're, you're putting a lot of hours on a bike. So. There's stress and time on these motorcycles. And yeah. I mean, I, I can only, I mean, I've, I've been in your guys's like where you guys are out for years. So I understand the stress and I understand like, okay, I've gotten to the point where I got to the point where I didn't, I didn't learn till later that it was, if you picked one series or picked two series and just focused on that and, and you're not jumping around to get places, you can, uh, you'll be better, um, at the series that you pick and choose. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, if you take like, once again, you would keep referring, you know, referring back to the top five pro two kids, yeah. those kids are racing both series. Yes. So now you take a Clayton, a, a Tyler, a Trevor who might not have that budget to do that mm-hmm. and you're trying to compete against these guys. Yep. These guys got motors. They got all this stuff. So sometimes luck comes into play. Yeah. You know? I mean, a, a bike can seize. There, things can happen. You know, yeah. I mean, not that anybody wants to see that, but it's just, it's a world of racing. Anything can happen, you know? Anything, anything can happen. And, uh, and again, like you said, when they're on these teams, 
if they blow a motor, they blow a motor, they go home. Right. right? You guys blow a motor, you guys are like, shit. I mean, we might be two months out right now without, without a motorcycle. So, I mean, that's just, these are just small things that you guys go through, but it's really cool when you guys, you know, for you, Tyler, um, you need to really take this in as like a, a really, uh, good thing to do. Like you got seventh in this class is, is huge. Um, you're, I think you're eighth right now in the points in the, in the point series, which is huge as well. I mean, when you guys started this thing at Delano, there was 22 pros on the line. Okay. I guarantee you, as we get to the second half of the, of the year, there's going to be more guys coming back to this series. A lot of guys don't like twin end palms. I mean, I get that, but it doesn't matter. You guys are in it for the series. You're in the top 10. You have to just keep growing and expanding and be excited about these things and just keep working hard. And it's really cool to see. Like I said, I kind of wanted to get into this a little bit with these guys because I don't think a lot of people understand like what it does take to be in the Pro 2 class or the Pro class takes a lot out of you and you have to be committed if you're not committed it's just like pro racing at the highest level you have to be on a schedule you have to train you have to race you got to put your life into this if you want to be the best at this so it's it's definitely cool to see even even some of those supported riders you know like i know thomas dunn and i are a little closer than most of the other guys but mm-hmm. uh you know he still has a job he works at yeah. 95 you know like and, yeah but he's still training he's still working and and you know like those those guys are it's support but sometimes we don't get that much support in this side of off-road like gncc may you know they got a lot more backing from manufacturers to where you don't see that as big of a push out here and and it sucks it's really hard like you know you said like we're just making it by, you know, race to race, but it's it's dirt bikes and it's fun, so you just kind of keep doing it. Uh, and a lot of these guys are on, uh, they don't have these salaries, but they have these structured bonuses, right, for these races. So the only way these, some of these guys are making money is, is if they actually do well. But those bonuses are pretty high. And when you get the bonus, you're stoked because you're going home with a lot of money. And I think that's what, uh, I think I heard Mitch Payton say this one time, like, you want the guys to earn the money. Because you get the best out of them when you earn the money instead of, okay, here's your 60 grand salary for the year. And then, you know, oh, I can sit on that 60 grand kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, what's the old saying of, you know, dangling a carrot a little bit, right? Everybody's going to work a little bit harder. And and I agree with that. And it's kind of funny, just back to the motor world, but, you know, I had some friends that worked on some factory teams and they're like, you know, these factory kids on a 250 base salary is like 25 grand. They're like, you're risking your life for twenty five thousand yeah. dollars, you know? It, it's crazy, you know. I mean, yeah. But once again, the the salary that you know, like, or excuse me, the win bonuses that go with it, like you mentioned, you know, doesn't take much. Right now, you're you know living a pretty nice life. So yeah, it's one of those things, you know. And I, and I agree. I mean, I think there should be something for it. But like I said, at the end of the day, for me, just you know, I, I'd like just seeing them just learn something out of all this. You know, it's an, and you've done that. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of work for yourself to a certain degree and understand how hard that is and yeah. you know uh, you have to your performance is your paycheck you know absolutely so on things like that it, it gives you a different perspective perspective versus somebody that's just been kind of handed something so absolutely i think that's kind of my thing with the off-road side too you see more of that most all these kids have came up or guys you know older guys have came up working hard for something you know? uh, absolutely and and it just kind of sets the tone for the rest of their you know lives um, obviously, and, and, and the business that goes with this, it really does show these kids a lesson about, you know, business. 
really it's it's a business at the end of the day you're an right. individual you're selling yourself to sponsors you're you're making your own way paving your own path you got to talk to these people you have to maintenance the your stuff you have to keep up to date with your budgets and you know etc right so it's really it's a really good good stepping stone so um good job for getting seventh though uh it's a big 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 good big for you yep. uh just kind of keep working you know like i say we're just chipping away at the year chipping it away and you're get like we made a goal to get through the first half of the year and you're doing that so get to that first half of the year uh, through the first half of the year and then you know like i said after the summer break you come back a little uh, much you know ready to go right so um yeah, yeah. Se seventh place and then your buddy trevor got eighth right behind you uh, and then uh and then done and then uh that was it you got a few dnfs in there but uh kind of funny how you guys you two always find each other you and t-pop i think you can always find me and trevor or trevor and i's names right next to each other on the on the list sheet each time <laughs> so you know it's been a battle with him all year long and uh, it's always cool considering he's one of my close friends and Clayton Roberts too. He's always been right there with us, but stoked to see him get a fourth, you know, absolutely like him and, and see us, you know, privateer kids figuring it out and breaking the top 10 kind of stoked on that. Yeah, dude, Clayton's been riding really well. I was stoked for his race up in, uh, Idaho. Uh, man, I wish he, his chain guide, man. He just yeah, smoked that thing. Was, he said he wasn't too far outside of the pits. Yeah. He said coming in the pit, I guess he had a two-minute lead and he had a pretty big went lead. out, and the chain guy just went boom. And by the time he got it all sorted, Carter got by, and he hopped back on. He said he was going for it, and it just got a little hairy, he said, and took it down a notch and played it smart and just got a second. And I think I think it's this weekend they have a race in Utah. Yeah. I think he's going to do pretty good there, and you know, yeah. hope to he, see him on the top box. He's a, he's a hard-working kid. He, sh he should do really well, and uh, good for Clayton. We'll see him uh, back here in the series. Uh Real quick before we wrap this thing up, uh, Brandy Richards obviously rode away from everyone. At one point, I was like, holy shit, she's going to pass you, bro. Uh, <laughs> I think that's every Pro 2's uh, worst nightmare is Brandy. Dude. <laughs> Definitely looking back and seeing that blue number one, you get a little scared. And, yeah. But it's kind of hard. She's so fast. and I mean, look, she went over to GNCC and got second. Yeah, she, she knows how she to ride. she not she only just rips. got second. She not only just got second. She led the whole fucking thing until the last lap, really? and she got passed on the last lap. Oh, I didn't know that. I just saw the results. That's yeah. crazy. She's she is on a different level. She is she is she's awesome. Um, and I've talked to her multiple times, and she's just like, yeah, I'm just out here having fun. So <laughs> good to see her. Um, you know, and then Ava Silvestri. We kind of already talked uh, touched on her. And then, uh, oh God, that does not sound right. We already, we already talked about her. Um, Ava's a really nice girl, uh, really nice girl. I, do you know she's only? I think she's only sixteen. I think uh, she's. I think she's no, only sixteen. She's that. No, I don't think so. She started pro two at like sixteen, though. I think she's seventeen. I think she's sixteen, dude. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I, I forget <laughs> because her boat. dad her dad's a really nice guy every time i see no, him at yeah, the races super good family super yeah. cool family mom dad they're all out there supporting her good for her um you know right getting that second another kill martin racer and then obviously kate J caitlin jacobs getting third um the uh, tara geiger wasn't there this weekend no whole jcr team hasn't been to a few in a while you know they they helped out uh honda uh what's his name a little bit uh Mosman, they helped out Mosman at uh, the that. Prairie Dog Grand Prix and the Works 
Havasu and you haven't seen JCR. I back. think I think Motocross Action is doing a story on both series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. But I do know that. But I I, I haven't seen Preston. Uh, Preston engagement there, and then there was Tara. So Shiru wasn't there either. So the whole crew is missing. I think their focus is National Hair and Helm. Yeah, Preston's been doing pretty good at those. So you can see him just trying to put his head down for those. Yeah. So another good group of people. Um. Right on. Well, uh, I think that's it for the weekend. Um, if you guys want to touch on anything, you got anything to talk about? We got we got Prim coming up next. Um, that'll be a good one. We'll have a little pre-race pod for that. But other than that, I mean, seems like you guys, it was a good weekend. Um, they had, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised for, for how expensive the gas is right now. You guys, it was, it was a pretty packed weekend out there. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of them were kind of, Curious to see how this was going to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, entries were, from what I was told, were really good. So everybody's happy. And, I mean, Mandy came in the gate. You could see the people were wall to wall there. So oh, it was all good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, that uh, intermediate race had a. Uh, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's all, that, that race is always massive. But. 142 races? 142 racers, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it shows, I mean. That. Each, those those are your you know people that are paying the bills to get out here and they're they're oh. showing up and they're having fun and they're racing and it's cool to watch wait a second wait a second no freaking way dude joe kid raced <laughs> yeah joe kid raced this saturday he uh, no he didn't <laughs> he showed up uh he tried to race his 450x but uh the night before he noticed he had a hole in his uh in his cases so he had to uh, Pulled the plug on that one and raced his 250X and then helped me out Sunday and pitted me. Awesome. Shout out to Joe Kidd. Another one of my, I guess I'll call sponsors. He's been helping me out in the pits a little bit. So Jeez. Team Rider. Team Rider. No, another city service. Team Rider. Oh, yeah. big, big, big city service guy. Big city service guy. No. Uh, he's, the, he's the main rider. Awesome. Well, awesome. Uh, I just want to thank you guys both for coming in here uh, today. I know. Um, I would, didn't get out to that race, but um, it's really cool to hear you guys' story, hear the whole family atmosphere, and then obviously um, watch you progress and watch you grow has been one of the cooler things in my life because you've taught me a lot of lessons about about how to be a better, really how to be better with you, and like I ha- I've had to adapt to learning how to basically train you and then help you kind of grow as a racer, and, but at the same time as a person too. Um, and it's fun to watch. You've you've definitely come a long ways, and uh, yeah, I'm thinking then this second half of the year is going to be really strong for you, and I, I look forward to it, my man. Did you say you raised him? The fuck I did, Dad. <laughs> you can take over <laughs> payments anytime you want, buddy. No, 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 no. no. I'm out. No. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, just using. But yeah, really, thanks for having us. It was, it was great being in here and um all exposure and we appreciate it yeah uh, yeah anytime anytime and uh we'll uh we'll catch base with everyone uh at the next few rounds here coming up uh we got a works race we at uh, taft is coming up this weekend and we have uh and then obviously um uh prim uh, is coming up as well as it will be will be our next race uh make sure you guys check those out we'll be out at uh, prim for sure and uh yeah thank you thank you guys and uh we're gonna wrap this thing up and uh we'll see you guys soon Thank you.